this conversation that I am having with Heather is going to be just like talking to a girlfriend. (laughs) However, you guys are in for a treat in this episode. You are going to be learning about Heather's startup, how she started her business, Her Hands Create, and a lot of information about when you're ready to hire a bookkeeper, what to look for when you're about to hire one, and how a bookkeeper will help you. I'm Siobhan Lave, coach and strategist to bakers. I help bakers move from feeling overwhelmed, juggling all the things, to being the CEO of their business. Maybe you've started baking as a hobby and you're at a point where this hobby is now turning into a business. Or you've already turned your passion for baking into a business, but you're looking to get to the next level. Buttercream recipes, cake tutorials, and sugar cookie classes can only get you so far. It takes real business skills and marketing strategies to be a successful business. When you're ready to become the CEO of your business and work on your business rather than in it, join me here where I share with you industry secrets that I've learned from marketing and business courses, working with mentors and coaches, and my experiences of almost a decade in the baking industry. This is the CEO Baker Podcast. Heather is a happily and humbly wife of 15 years, mama to four, and CEO of Her Hands Create. Her Hands Create is a bookkeeping service aimed to declutter and assemble your business finances, all while elevating the business owner's ability to make sound and informed decisions. Heather has taught financial literacy to families for a decade and has led a team of financial instructors. Okay. Hi, Heather. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited (laughs) to be here. I'm so excited to finally have you on the podcast. We've had many conversations Mm -hmm. behind the scenes, mostly talking way longer than we're supposed to. Which is nice, right? At least it's not awkward pauses like, okay, is this phone call going to be done now? Because I have nothing else to say to you. We always have more than enough to say to each other. (laughs) For sure. And I'm I'm happy that I get this opportunity to kind of show you to my audience. Um, So let's get started. I would love for you to tell me how Her Hands Create, which is the business of your, which is the name of your business, how Mm -hmm. that started. So just as kind of your story has woven throughout your life, Her Hands Create is very similar where even the name itself was kind of a dream a long time ago. My husband, um, it wasn't necessarily we were trying to build a brand of anything, but my husband kind of had his dream or whatnot of a brand name or just a name he wanted to identify with before I came up with Her Hands Create. And his is he created because he wanted to give honor to, you know, knowing that God created him as a man. And through that, he's going to do his best to be the man he's called to be. And so I always believe that my husband and I are meant to work together. Um, My husband is very, yeah, my husband is to the outside world. He's very quiet and 
I'm the more outgoing, talkative one. But at home, he is a boss. He's bossy. He's like AIS. We are leaving at 6 a.m. And so I was always like, honey, you're, you would be a great boss and I'll work for you. I'll do all the admin stuff. And so when I started to think about, okay, what would my branch of a name be? Because I started to kind of create businesses on the creative side. Mm-hmm. When I left my corporate job, I was at home with our boys and I was like, how can I help my husband earn more money or just support him with essential part of our life and I took sewing lessons as a kid so I was doing sewing things and so I'm like what can my name be Mm -hmm. Um, and then I just heard her hands create and it ties into my husband because it's still a branch of him but for me as a woman um, like women are really smart we're really smart Mm -hmm. I mean men are smart but we're really smart God (laughs) knew what he was doing the second time around so whether it's your baking or writing or caring for your babies like all of that even though it comes starts from internal we Mm -hmm. literally have to use our hands in order to activate those gifts and talents and treasures we've been given so her hands create is really an homage to, okay, girls, you've been given these beautiful hands. Mm-hmm. Use them to just create whatever it is you've been called to create in this world. So I ended up starting a blog because I started kind of visiting mindset, momminess, self-care as I was coming into the season of my kids being older. Mm-hmm. And I just started to write, not knowing what the blog was going to be for. And then COVID hit. So mm-hmm. last year, right, kids were out of school. I was actually working at a, a regular job, a, a nine to five job, and having to figure out what to do with my kids, how to still work. It was just a hot mess, which I know yeah. you probably experienced. And so I just started praying like, Lord, I can see this as not an emergency situation, but my youngest, she's just turned seven. Our Mm -hmm. oldest is 15. So I was like, Lord, I need a 10-year pivot, a 10-year pivot that's going to allow me to be flexible for our family and still help my husband and just provide Mm -hmm. um, financially. And I heard the word bookkeeping. And I was like, bookkeeping? which wasn't completely out of the blue because I do have a background in teaching personal financial education Uh to families. Um, And I was like, okay. And so I just started taking little steps of understanding QuickBooks and kind of Mm -hmm. building the business. And that, um, and the last part was really, I wrestled with her hands create because friends that were helping me design my website um doing other things they're like hun it doesn't really sound like financially so if people are looking for you as a bookkeeper or just a financial professional to give them advice your name doesn't really have keywords that are going to stand out in that industry and so I, I prayed about it I'm like do I change it and I just felt God saying no because you're not called to just do this your her hands create was always meant to be an umbrella to all the things I need you to do and right now it's bookkeeping 
So we are her hands-free bookkeeping branch as of today. <laughs> oh, I love that. I just got chicken skin as you were talking and sharing that story and how you mentioned how, you know, her hands create might not sound like a bookkeeping business, mm-hmm. but I think it was just brilliantly and of course God made, right? Because mm-hmm. When you go, when I go to your website, when I go to your Instagram profile, mm-hmm. I am attracted to your brand. Let's mm. create. And I think that um, you're going to be attracting the right clientele who's going to be attracted to that brand and then realize, mm-hmm. like, wait, I need some type of service from this girl. Like, I need <laughs> something, right? <laughs> How can I work with you? So right. I think that is brilliant. Um, it's kind of like the same way, kind of the same thing on how we made the Sugar Hut's name. Because at first I wanted it to be something about like truffles or macarons. Ooh. And then I was like, well, I don't want to box myself in. Yeah, right. One dessert, right? I want right. to be able to create this branch where it can kind of just grow whichever mm-hmm. direction it wants to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And you could even I, do sugar waxing now if you really, yeah. if you say that. <laughs> it's true, yeah. <laughs> um, another thing that I wanted to touch on, which you said was how you kind of started Her Hands Create simply because you were looking at ways like, how can I help my family? Mm-hmm. How can I, you know, help my husband contribute there? And I think it's such a common theme. Yeah. I feel like as, women we are always looking for I mean and especially women who who want more like wants to do more Mm -hmm. have big dreams Um, it's always like what more can I do how can I contribute to my household how can I Mm -hmm. help my husband like you mentioned Mm -hmm. right yeah and I love that you said that hon because I think in this season I even was very judgmental towards my best friend from high school. She's a fantastic marketing, um, just professional. And I, she told me once, she's like, you know, hon, I'm a better part-time mom. And I judged her in that moment. I was like, you and your husband can afford for you to be at home, but you choose not to. And I was in that season of I'm at home. I'm going to care for my babies. And I really came to this place where I had to admit, like, I don't want to just be at home carrying babies and I want to do something else, Lord, and being okay with that. Because I think we're in a society where you have to pick one or the other and you don't. And I was trying to find that balance where I was still honoring my role as a mom and even being able to stay at home with our kids, but still remember who Heather was and who I was created to be not just so-and-so's mom and -and so-and-so's wife so um yeah that blessing of getting to stay home really started this I guess entrepreneurial journey of let's figure out what I'm good at and yeah and the the funny thing about the booking keeping like you were saying is because I tried to start these businesses on the creative side and I found for me personally I I used to get, um, I used to get excited and then I used to almost get bitter that I'm like, oh, I got to fulfill this order. And that took the creativity side out of it for me. But now as a bookkeeper, I get to be in 
different worlds of creative industries. And I get to be a part of that world, but I'm not actually having to do the creation. I just get to be their cheerleader in it. So, yeah. Yeah. So you never know what God is doing. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So let's get into bookkeeping and okay. how I know there's a lot of people who would maybe possibly want a bookkeeper. Some people are like questionable. Should mm-hmm. they get a bookkeeper? So how would someone know if it's the right time for them to hire a bookkeeper? I really love this question. And if you had asked me six months ago, my answer would have been different. But I wanted to address first, like, what does hire a bookkeeper even mean? Because it's like, okay, should I hire a bookkeeper? But what is hiring a bookkeeper? So for me, I think it depends on the services that a bookkeeper is offering. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really based on a business owner's timeline. Because as I've kind of evolved, evolved my services, um, I'm finding that breaking them into different kind of types really helps business owners evaluate, okay, what do I really actually need from what this said bookkeeper is offering? So for example, one-time services. For example, like I'm going to implement a coffee chat as to your advice, my dear, and um, even like a coaching hour. And that's kind of like your sample size. So if you just want, you know, a cake tasting or a mini cupcake kind of bite to see, do I really like this furikake um, arare cupcake? I'm just going to take a bite of it and see how I feel. And because some women I'm noticing a lot of them think they're not doing a good job in their bookkeeping, but they just needed someone to kind of be a soundboard and edify what they're yeah. doing and kind of fill in the gaps. Like it's not that they need to hire somebody. And the biggest lie to is I'm incompetent in doing my bookkeeping. I want every business owner, especially females to kind of take that out of their mind. No, you are the expert in your business. And so giving that little sample size of, hun, you're doing a great job here. Maybe tighten this up a little bit. Maybe, you know, just some little recommendations. Then there's the ones that are like, help, Heather, I need help. I am flooding. So this one is like our catch up and clean up. Like we're in fourth yeah. quarter right now. And if you haven't done any of your bookkeeping, it may feel super overwhelming. So catch up and cleanup is like your girlfriend coming over with some wine, a charcuterie board and saying, girl, we're going to do a declutter. I'm here for you. Emotional support, physical support. And let's get your closet from 500 pieces to 100 pieces so you can mentally handle your wardrobe. So that's that catch up and cleanup if they need help. And then there's the ongoing. So some bookkeepers will do quarterly services some will do monthly. And for me, that example is kind of like my going back to my best friend. She's super busy. She makes really great money. And she hired a cleaning lady. And again, I'm like, I'm judging her in my mind. I'm so bad, my best friend. And I was like, why do you need a cleaning lady? And she's like, because if I can be at work or when I come home and I just want to chill from my busy day at work, I'm going to pay somebody who does a much better job and she can do it quicker than I to clean my house so I don't feel stressed mm-hmm. when I come home and she even does my laundry too sometimes if there's laundry in the dryer she folds it for me 
And probably at the time I judged her because of that, you know, jealous mindset that I couldn't afford to hire a cleaning lady. But really that that quarterly or month-to-month relationship is I'm scaling, I'm growing, I want to spend more time in my zone of genius so that I can increase revenue there or hire people or mentor people. And so delegating that bookkeeping allows you to transfer more of your time to your zone of genius. Yes. Yeah. So rather than feeling like you got to choose the big option first, like if it's in your mind, like I got to hire somebody, she's going to be charging me this much per month. And that I have to commit to that. Find the bookkeepers that are willing to do a smaller step solution with you, a consult call, a discovery call, a coffee chat type of thing. And yeah, start there. See, I think that's exactly how you stand out, Heather, and like how her hands create just makes a difference is you don't just stick to the normalcy, (laughs) I guess, of bookkeeping, right? Because usually it's just like, I'm a bookkeeper and all I do is your books. No, you go beyond that. And I love how you have like the coffee chats because like if we were to relate it to the baker's world, right? before Mm -hmm. they decide to make an investment in a wedding cake yeah they're gonna want they're gonna gonna taste it yes they want to taste the cake (laughs) they need a sample like do we even do I even like this business do I like the the baker do I Mm -hmm. like their products right right giving them a taste you're creating relationship and what I'm hearing more and more is you are helping to empower the business owners and mm-hmm. make the business owner feel confident mm-hmm. in his or her finances. Yes. I even offboarded a couple of girls this past month because I'm like, mama, your place, you're in a place, things are organized. You can do this. If you need help, then we'll do a coaching call. But you really don't need to be paying me monthly anymore because, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not saying that it's a better integrity type of thing but I just don't feel confident charging somebody for something that they could do on their own right teach somebody to fish they can fish for life but if you yeah Yeah. so anyway (laughs) I love that um and then you also touched on you know basically hiring a bookkeeper or working with a bookkeeper is keeping that business owner in their zone of genius Mm -hmm. where their time is best spent so I love that so I know that most women are afraid to hire a bookkeeper, not because of the cost, but the mm-hmm. fact that they'll be letting someone peek into how they manage their money. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. afraid that they don't manage their money maybe the right or the best way mm-hmm. and know that it can be managed a lot better. So mm-hmm. how does one get over being embarrassed or ashamed of showing someone the ins and outs of something so personal like their finances? This is the best question, Siobhan. When I saw this question, I was like, oh, this is such a good question. And something that really like, you know, those things in your life that kind of like really ping at your heart. Um, And so to start off, it's kind of, I love metaphors. So with when I used to teach, or I still teach personal money management, how many times the couple, husband and wife would be like, is this the worst that you've ever seen? Like, is it really bad? Are we going to be able to pay off our debt? And I'm like, this is, this is 
average, like we're going to do this. And, and just to hear that edification, it's like, oh, so I'm like, can you imagine them having to hold that? And just yeah. because I stepped into their home to say, no, we're going to be okay. That burden part of the, or not all of the burden, but a big part of the burden is just somebody coming in to tell you it's going to be okay, hun. And so normalizing this conversation about money, I think is the first thing we need to start doing. But I also thought about, you know, when our babies are learning how to walk. I remember my third son, Brada was like 14 months and he wasn't even crawling yet. And the doctor was like, are you concerned with Castellano? And, you know, we could send him to therapy. And at that time I had three boys under the age of five. I was like, nope, I don't need another one running right now. He'll figure it out. We'll be fine. But during that journey of him learning how to crawl or not crawling, I didn't shame him. You know, I didn't say, oh my gosh, you know, terrible child, you need to get up and walk. But we do that to ourselves all the time. And why I think we all feel like that is because we think we're supposed to know how to manage our money. But girl, do you realize, okay, this one I'm going to repeat, financial education and literacy in America is still a reactive solution rather than a proactive process. Oh, Lord. Okay. So financial education, it's a reactive solution rather than a proactive process. And what I mean by that is I went to some very, in fact, I'm going to say the school name. I went to Kamehameha schools for high school. And then I went on to Occidental College in Los Angeles. And I majored in economics. When I graduated from college, not to say that their curriculum isn't outstanding in the normalcy of education, uh-huh. but when I got my first adult job and I got that paycheck, you know what I realized? Nobody taught me what to do with that paycheck. Uh-huh. I kind of watched my mommy growing up, but you know, even their generation, they're like, you don't talk about money. You don't talk about, you know, how much you make. That's rude. So that I realized when I looked at even my classmates at college, there were some kids that were way well off. Their, their parents were probably hedge fund managers or investment bankers. And here I am coming from a single parent home on scholarships. Our financial education experiences at home were very different. Mm-hmm. And it really has frustrated me because we think we're supposed to know But we need to give ourselves way more grace in this area because our expectations of what we're supposed to know, how are we supposed to know that? Yeah. And I think about driving school, right? Our kids, like when we got our license in high school, Siobhan, right? It was like, take the test, you get your license. Yeah. Now the kids have to go to driving school and then they have to do like, I think it's like hundreds of hours or something like that of actual driving time. Okay, so I'm like, how, which is important. I don't want my baby getting in, in an accident in a hunk of metal because we didn't take the time to teach them. And my mom actually taught me at Mililani um, Graveyard, so I didn't hurt anyone. But how is it that we're spending hours and hours of time teaching children how to drive, but we're not spending any time teaching them how to drive their paycheck? Right. We spend 13 years teaching them maybe the foundation to get a job 
And then what? So all that to say, my dear, is when you're looking for a bookkeeper and you feel that kind of hesitation and embarrassing or yeah, that hesitation, embarrassment, take advantage of those bookkeepers that are willing to offer you that mini session to see. And you're not looking if they're really good at QuickBooks. This is the first and primary thing you want to look for. See if that person who's going to teach you how to drive your business financials or at least organize it, if they're going to do it with compassion and empathy. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and, and to further that it, you want somebody, somebody who's able to tell you, hun, this is where you're at. Where do you want to be? I'd love to help you get there. And my last metaphor on that would be, okay, personal trainer, right? I've, I've, yeah. You're, you're doing, you're working with a personal trainer, right, hon? I work with a health coach. Oh, health coach. Okay. So I've been, I've been to USC. I participated in that like promo, get your six sessions when you sign up for USC. And the girl I had was great. But can you imagine if I was like post-pregnancy, I wanted to lose like 30 pounds and I get to the gym and I do that trial session with the trainer. And their feedback is, come on, Heather, you're fat girl and you weak. And if you keep doing my workouts, you won't be fat and weak anymore. So let's go. Would you go back? Like, I would be like, oh, no. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's find somebody who really in that call that you can feel their just empathy for your situation. If you feel judged in any way move on because that's just a little cupcake tasting into what the relationship will probably be like with that bookkeeper going forward. See, and I keep, I keep thinking about this in my head and I said this again before, but like, I think you're the only bookkeeper that I know (laughs) that come from a place of like compassion or like is really rooting for the bookkeeper. But yeah, because I don't know why. I don't know if maybe I just have um, this way of thinking that mm-hmm. I think bookkeepers are like this forever and for always, or mm. if you're just a unicorn bookkeeper, you know? <laughs> but Well, I think you know what it is, hon? It's like this compassion and empathy. Like I think about my mama. Mm-hmm. My dad didn't help her. He, you know, he ran off and started another life with somebody else and left me and my three brothers behind. Mm -hmm. And my brothers are older. So my mom really had to care for um, her son. Anyway, that's a whole nother story. My, her son was my, one of my brothers and then me. And my mom didn't have people around her elevating her but I know she had the mindset because my mom bought properties sold properties bought properties sold properties but because she didn't have the right people around her and access to education like we have now you know she the houses she bought she just decided to sell at the right time or maybe didn't calculate her cash flow the way she should have and we went through losing a couple of houses so she's definitely okay now, but I just think about, yeah, my mom, like if she had the right people caring for her and teaching her, 
she could have been a freaking real estate guru because she had it in her. She just didn't have all the tools and resources that she needed. So I think that's really where that empathy comes from to just love on people and educate people that, hey, we all can do this. It doesn't matter where you came from. If Mm -hmm. you, yeah, if you connect with the right people and you're open and willing, you can change things. Thank you so much for sharing that. And so what are some simple things or tips that business owners can do to help their bookkeepers help them? Another great, great question. So number one is transparency. Okay. Don't, you know, when, you know, your girlfriend is coming over and you're trying to clean up your house before she comes over. Yeah. But she don't care. So don't try to clean up before we come over. Don't try to seem organized because you think we're going to judge you. Just whatever it is, let it be and let us know what everything is. And kind of going back to that declutter closet with your girlfriend. If I came over and helped her and then she was hiding a trash bag of clothes that she didn't want to show me in her closet, like I didn't really get to fully help her because she was yeah. hiding stuff from me. So just transparency, like, I, again. Go I babe. love that one. So I'm, I was, as you're saying this, I'm thinking of my friend, Kendria. She owns Bear Culture and oh. she's a wax specialist. And so she does, you know, waxing all over the body. And uh-huh. so she's like, you know, do not come to the, to the your wax appointment like yeah shaved or like like you don't yeah. have to do that like that's my <laughs> job like that. exactly I do that for you <laughs> yeah 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 and the more you tell us and that's why that if you don't um yeah if everyone one of the takeaways is hey hun don't let that lie in your head tell you you're gonna be judged clean your house before you go meet with these people don't you're you're looking for a bookkeeper because you're looking for somebody to help you take that weight off of your plate or to help you so don't try to half clean up before we come over yeah I love that advice and then the second one I would say would just to be flexible so this is more of a technical I guess tactical answer to the question is bookkeepers tend to charge by quantity So for example, for me, when I'm evaluating my client, I kind of think about, you know, it's, I normally do like a monthly, if they're a monthly client or a quarterly, and it's just a lump sum. I don't do like an hourly type of breakdown and invoice for them. So bookkeepers charge by quantity. And um, sometimes we're going to suggest that you should change your structure. Like if you have five checking, like we've been talking about, right? If you have multiple checking accounts because you want to have different buckets that you can visually see, maybe having your bookkeeper just track the checking account where all your income comes in and your expenses go out. And then the transfers from your main account to the other ones just can be your responsibility because the more your bookkeeper has to track, the more time it takes, so the more your monthly or whatever your proposal estimate is going to be. Yeah. And then when in the flexibility, when she makes suggestions for you to adjust, 
then it's really, um, yeah, just to make things more efficient for you and for her mm-hmm. or him. Um, and so it's hard to have that compassion and empathy with someone that you're working with who insists they want it done a certain way. And so like, if, you know, again, back to that girlfriend, if I came over with the wine charcuterie board, I'm trying to help you. And she's not hearing anything that you're saying about these clothes that she thinks is hideous and outdated that you should donate. And you're like, no, I want to keep that. Like, what was the point of your girlfriend coming over? Yeah. So be flexible with their suggestions and, Because secretly, if you're not flexible, she's probably going to be like, no, I don't want you as my client. So you're going to end up doing it by yourself anyway. (laughs) This reminds me of like in the baker's world, right? When someone comes and they want to order maybe a dessert table Mm -hmm. and they tell us it's going to be outdoors, right? Uh Like, okay, we would suggest not a buttercream cake. Right. Maybe a fondant. Yeah. (laughs) And if the customer was just like, no, I want a butter cake and I want it to be sitting out there for three hours. Yeah. Then okay, we just have a like, melted cake, Mary. Sorry, we can't help you then. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So that oh would be my main thing. Okay. I love that. So be transparent and be flexible. I think mm-hmm. that's two super easy things that anyone can do. And Mm -hmm. do you have any final things, Heather? And definitely please share, like, where can people learn about you? Where can they find find out about your services? Is there something exciting that's coming up that you want to share about? Um, I am. I was actually working on uh, my website because when, again, when I first started the bookkeeping practice, I only started with two services, monthly bookkeeping and bookkeeping consultation. But I, as I've spent more time with clients, I'm realizing there needs to be a bigger spectrum of service offerings so that, you know, can I tell a funny story real quick? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because, okay. So the reason how I got here was I wanted them to be able to feel that they could sample without making a big commitment. And a personal example is about two years ago, I was highly considering getting a breast augmentation I've been super small my entire life and I um I was transparent and I went to my boss um at the time and who's also my mentor and I told her what I was thinking and she's like okay she didn't judge me she didn't say no that's a terrible idea and she's like okay hon where is this coming from like tell me more and I said you know I just feel like I not really fully a woman because of the type of body that I have and clothes don't fit a certain way because of the disproportionate whatever and she's like I hear you babe you know what you can do take a small step go and buy yourself a blouse that you absolutely love and you would wear every day and try to find little steps that will help you kind of neat instead of like going big and going home and spending $10,000 on some boobies um she's like I think we can find smaller solutions so that example to say is like okay I don't want to scare people off and have them think they need to do a go big or go home kind of commitment because for small business owners a couple hundred dollars a month for one part 
of your business, that's a that's an investment. And I wanted to honor that and recognize that and create smaller types of service offerings. So those will be updated on the website soon. And pretty much all the ones I mentioned, coffee chat, consultation. Um, and then I am working on like mini courses and stuff to really even serve beyond um, just a face-to-face because sometimes too right people are still kind of like oh I don't know I don't want to like can I just do it by myself first um, so allowing people to do things on their own time in their own private space if they don't feel comfortable working face-to-face with somebody initially and I don't, I don't know that <laughs> always, is so always exciting things happening <laughs> yes and what is your website and your Instagram handle? My website is herhandscreate.com, all spelled out, no punctuation. And then my IG is herhandscreate as well. All right. Thank you so much, Heather. And definitely you guys go check it out. If you guys are driving, put, put this on pause and then go <laughs> and check it out when you guys stop and bring it up on your phone or on your computer herhandscreate.com and thank you so much again Heather for being a guest on the podcast we appreciate you you too my love I thank you I don't know if how many people know this I told Siobhan when I first connected again with her that I used to hunt for her truck with her macaroons (laughs) when my boys were little and I'm so excited for those of you who are really listening to this and really honing in to what Siobhan is offering you guys because her wealth of wisdom she took a big kind of like pivot to say, I'm closing my degrees to really support all of you in expanding your businesses and really pouring into you. So thank you, my dear, for everything that you're doing with this community. Oh, you're the best, Heather. Thank you for listening to the CEO Baker podcast. If you loved what you heard today, make sure you take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. Tag me at the CEO Baker. It would mean so much if you take a minute to leave a review. While you're at it, don't forget to subscribe and come back every single week for more. For show notes, links, and other awesome resources, head to theceobaker.com slash podcast.